Welcome to Changed for Good, Life Elevated Through Christ with LSI Studios. In this podcast, we explore the ways in which Jesus Christ can make a lasting and elevated change in our lives. Because of Him, we can become more than we were and also receive grace for where we are on our journey. I'm your host, Britta Benyon. We are here today with Kristen Ransdell, and I am so grateful to her to come today because she's one of my dear friends, and I'm so glad (laughs) that she was um, willing and open to doing this podcast, even though she felt a little nervous about it. So um, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it so much. I am nervous, but I'm excited just to sit and visit with you. Yeah, (laughs) and that's what it'll be. It'll be a, a nice chat. So Very good. Why don't we begin with a little bit of background about you. So um, anything you want to share about your life growing up um, or where you are now? Hmm. Okay. Um, So I grew up in a a smaller family. I have a brother and sister just a year younger than me, each one of them. And um, we grew up going to the Church of Christ. Um, So I grew up with a, a lot of faith and I feel like it wasn't something I ever really struggled with much when I was younger. Um, the believing, it kind of came naturally. And I felt like that was kind of maybe a little gift that Heavenly Father had given me because there was a lot of uncertainty around a lot of things in life and in the world and stuff. But that one seemed pretty solid. Um, if I had learned it or read about it or in, in the scriptures, um, it just gospel to me (laughs) it just it just made sense and um and so I had that foundation in my life growing up which I think just helped me feel a little more confident while I was growing up so I had um you know normal teenage things school and friends and Mm -hmm. sports and all kinds of things that kind of kept me busy and kept me distracted um but I feel like having that Faith and that belief kept me pretty grounded um, as a child. Yeah. So That's awesome. And where did yeah. you grow up? I grew up in Kingman. Well, I was born in Southern California in El Centro. It's a little tiny farming town. Okay. Um, but we moved to Kingman when I was 10 in 1988. Um, and so I basically grew up there. Yeah. And it was nice. It was a small town at the time, so you could just kind of roam and and it wasn't a whole lot to do, and yeah. so you just could play and had fun, but it's gotten a lot bigger since then. Um, so we, I grew up there, and then moved to Prescott here in 2011. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your religious background? Yeah, I mean, you told me a little bit about your upbringing, how you went to the Church of Christ, yes. how you had um, faith pretty much since you were young, and it was part of your family. Um, is there anything more, I guess, that you want to share about that? Sure. Um, I mean, how, how much do you want? <laughs> <laughs> do you want all of it? Yes, yes, whatever okay. you want to share. It's great. Um, so I, I did grow up going to the Church of Christ, and um, my parents were real faithful as well, and so they, they always kind of were saying, Oh, you know, t- church is going to teach everything. You know, here, here's all the, here's the everything, and no church is going to have it. But the Church of Christ was the closest, and um, and that, the things that were important to us was like baptism by immersion and taking communion um, every Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, we did bread and grape juice. But still, it was just that ordinance every Sunday, and mm-hmm. um, and though that was 
pretty unique to a lot of the non-denominational churches. The Church of Christ did that. And Mm -hmm. um, so that was important to us. And then, but anyway, so one day, I was probably about in junior high, and my my mom, I remember my mom crying on the way home from church, and she said that somebody had tapped her on the shoulder and had whispered to her that women's Bible study that Wednesday was going to be at so-and-so's house. And my mom's like, why isn't that in the bulletin? And she said they didn't want another woman to know. And that just crushed my mom's heart. She just, she was devastated. And I think it really, it didn't shake her faith in God, but it shook her faith in church and in the organized part of church. And I think we'd always kind of been teetering on not attending a congregation like that because my parents did feel like there was so much more that we weren't getting out of church. And so at that point, um, my dad started leading church at home, and he, he and my mom, um, and me and my brother and sister, and we would just every Sunday we would have a prayer and a song, and he would teach a lesson. And over the years, it kind of grew a little bit. My grandparents started joining us, and some family friends started joining us. But it was just something that we did on Sunday mornings, and I liked it. Um, I missed the fellowship part of church. But I, I appreciated what the efforts that my parents made to be trying to do what they believed was right at the time yeah. for us to be getting the fullness of what we could out of a worship and, and taking, we called it communion growing up, um, mm-hmm. but sacrament, I guess. And, yeah. And so that was, that was what was important to us. And so I always appreciated that. But I felt like something was missing and um, as far as the fellowship, but even more so just the way of living a life of for God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we, we did this on Sunday mornings, but in, and then we obviously tried to behave in a Christian-like way, but there wasn't much structure outside of that Sunday morning worship yeah. um, that re- revolved around church services. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I, I want to say, I think that's really admirable of your parents that they that they <laughs> would do that. You know, they left church and they didn't just stop, you know, right. going and stop worshiping in any form. Like they actually did something from home and they kept it. They, their faith was very strong in that way. It's really neat. That very, they kept that going. Yeah, very strong. Way. Very, mm-hmm. And I always appreciated it. Like, I mean, maybe as a kid, I was probably like, ah, what are we doing? But, <laughs> yeah. but definitely looking back now, I can be like, they, there was such a wonderful effort and yes. their intentions were fantastic. Yeah, and, that's cool. Um, I, I ended up getting, I ended up to where, so as I got older, life got busier um, the this worshiping on Sunday morning kind of dwindled away to where we were all doing different things and had mm. different obligations. And, and so it did finally kind of dwindle off um, towards the later part of my high school years. Um, but they're good memories before that. Yeah. And then uh, my parents didn't end up ever going back. And so after I graduated and became a, you know got married and became a mom and started having my own family, I just kind of bounced around from one church to another looking for what it was that I would, that was trying to like fill that hole mm-hmm. of and and I think at the time I was thinking it was the fellowship part the church of christ is a wonderful church it's still I think it's got all the base foundation of everything um that I that I believe in um 
uh, it just didn't feel complete. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And so I would I would try different churches and and it just never clicked. And okay. so then I would never be all in. I would yeah. I would go for a little bit and then I you know life would happen and I wouldn't go again. And so when we moved here in 2011, we moved we actually moved right across the street from a family that was very active in the church and we learned this over getting to know them over the years and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so things would come up um, a little bit, but they didn't push a whole lot, but we would have small conversations. and and um, But we got to witness their family and that example across the street from us, and it piqued my interest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really neat. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Like what, what piqued your interest and maybe how did that evolve over time? Sure. Um, I did grow up with a lot of members of the church. A lot of the girls I was friends with were members of the church. And so I had a lot of that exposure, but it wasn't church really related exposure. It was just their character kind of, Mm. kind of, um, because my parents, I looking, I didn't realize at the time, but looking back, my parents had definitely noticed that I was drawn (laughs) to members of the church and they had a strong, um, opinion of, of the church and they did not want me want me and um dabbling in that at all I guess and they they never said anything negative they never said anything directly about the church but they they you know I could never if a friend had invited me to an activity you know I wasn't able to go and Mm. they started saying things to me as they could see me getting older um you know the scriptures are closed everything we need is in the old testament and the new testament and there's no modern day prophecy and these were kind of the the language that they used, and mm-hmm. I didn't know enough about um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to know that the things they were saying was in reference to teachings of our church, Yeah, and so it was just in there, and it wasn't until I started um, in investigating the church that I realized, oh, this is this is what they were referring to. Yes, okay. Um, but, um, so they had kind of kept me a, a little bit, um, had kind of kept me just a little protected, I guess, in yeah. their opinion. Um, because they, they they thought the church was misled. They, they don't, like I said, they don't have any negative opinions. They just thought that there was, it was misled and, and, and not the correct path yes. to be on. And, um... But anyway, but of those girls I that I grew up with, I mean, they were teenage girls, and they, you know, good and bad decisions all the time. But they, but they were good, and they had, they just had a different spirit about them in the way they interacted with others, in the way they um, viewed um, sports and friendships and fun. It was just there was just something different about them, and I always really appreciated them. Yeah. But um, so then when we when we moved here, it did get me just a little arm's length away from kind of my early life influences to where I could really look into other things without a whole lot of pushback. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. And, um, and so the family across the street, actually um, our fourth, our fifth son was born, and he had RSV. And he was in the hospital. He was just a couple months old. He was in the hospital. And when we came home from the hospital, the missionaries had been at my neighbor's across the street and had asked, is there anything we can do to help you? And she said, you know, my neighbors just came home with a baby who's been sick in the hospital. Would you just go offer him a prayer? 
And so they came across the street and they offered me a prayer and I felt all their love. Like it was, it, I felt like my chest was going to explode when they said the prayer. I could feel their love. I could feel Heavenly Father's love. And I just thought for a second, how can something that lets you feel Heavenly Father's love so strongly not be a good thing (laughs) or at least something worth researching a little bit yeah for sure so they ended up actually ended up staying and visiting with with me for a little bit and I think they came every day may not have been every day but it felt like every day for four months (laughs) (laughs) all the time and they just helped me kind of break down some misconceptions they helped fill in some voids in you know information that I had gathered from the outside kind of thing. Um, They had just, they really were patient with me. They were so sweet and um, patient with me because they knew that I was, they knew that I had heard a lot from the outside. Okay. That that wasn't necessarily true. And I knew that I needed to get the information straight from the source. And so I would, my husband would come home from work and our dining room table would be covered in books and notebooks and the scriptures. And oh, wow. <laughs> he's like, so, <laughs> dinner? <laughs> like, give me 30 more minutes. <laughs> awesome. But I knew that I could take whatever I was learning and I could, if I could reference it to the Old Testament and New Testament, which is what I had a, test, a strong testimony of, yeah. I could get these confirmations from the new things that I was learning mm-hmm. if they... And they did. Every single time, every single time a new principle would come up and I would research it out in the topical guide Mm -hmm. and get those Old Testament, New Testament references and cross-reference it all. It just, it strengthened my testimony of what I already knew and strengthened my testimony slowly of the things I was learning. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm rambling (laughs) no you're not rambling you're awesome I love I love all that you're saying well and I also loved um I'm trying to go back to kind of what the way you said it but um that I love that you said or that you decided that you wanted to go to the source to find those answers and um you know because I guess because of your past experience where you you had had a lot of Um, rumors or just ideas um, fed to you over the years that you were trying to combat a little bit like well what's what's going to be true and what's not but I love also that your initial um, I guess experience was that you felt that strong spirit um, confirmed to you like the love you said of of your heavenly father and of those sister missionaries and and that kind of propelled you forward to just be like well this can't be all wrong and bad, right? Right. If it, right. If right. you had felt that, so that's really neat. And and I loved that uh, you when I reached out to you and had you kind of respond a little bit to some of these questions. I love that you you mentioned that you learned to pray so hard, <laughs> and that like and I think that that's I I mean it's it says a lot about you like that you you were just wanting so much to find that truth, and it wasn't. That, again, you were going to the source, which is God, right? Mm-hmm. You were going to him like, okay, now what? You know, or here's something else. And now what do I do with this information? Or how can I? 
and 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 your study of it with the missionaries is amazing. Like all of the time that you spent, you know, just diving into all of the the thoughts or maybe questions, but but prayer is huge in that process. And and I think that it's important to remember that that's really where we go, right? As we go to God um, to help us navigate life in general, but just any of these questions that we have um, coming sure. at us. Yeah. So. When I was in the middle of doing all that investigating, I guess, mm-hmm. and, and praying so hard, and, and because to me, I already had that faith of yeah. Heavenly Father and that He was going to be there with me and help me, and He's not going to let me wander off somewhere. You know, He was either mm-hmm. going to confirm it or, or, or not, but He wasn't going to let me just go astray. Right. And um, yeah. when I did that, I started getting these pounding feelings in my chest and it was over I could actually it it would pound so hard in my chest that it would actually make me feel a little nauseous and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what why and I thought does this mean it's wrong does this mean it's right like I don't Hmm. understand and it was kind of confusing because I couldn't clarify if that was a good feeling or not Mm -hmm. and um and I mean it would make me shaky you know which I don't I don't know if I'm explaining that right and probably just because of your concern about it too about it being yeah is this right or is this wrong kind of thing and um I've learned it at the same time though I was the move forward was exciting and it felt good and it felt happy and it felt positive and it felt Hmm. whole and it felt all these positive things as I was confirming all along you know along the way what I was learning yeah. as, as as being right and, and building on and highlighting and brightening what I already know kind of thing, um, that I started applying that positive feeling to that pounding I was getting in my chest. And I realized that I, I think, I thought, um, this is this is him just being here with me and mm. helping me and saying, I'm right here, I'm right here. Yeah. And yeah. I've noticed over the years um, I get that exact same feeling now when I think I'm supposed to bear my testimony. <laughs> so okay. I'll be seen in sacrament and I'll be just fine and I'll think I have no intention of bearing my testimony. And all of a sudden that starts happening and I think, oh, dang. <laughs> He's knocking right now. <laughs> yes. Well, and to clarify a little bit, so there's there's a meeting we do once a month where we all, where we all um, as a congregation, are are able to go up and bear a testimony of just things we know to be true. And that's the whole point of the meeting. And that's that's all that happens in the whole meeting, which is other than, you know, the ordinance of the sacrament and things like that. So when you're <laughs> saying you, have, you feel like you need to go up and, and bear it, which I, I think it's it's true. I think a lot of people feel that. Um, and also the resistance. <laughs> and the resistance. <laughs> to think, oh, no, because what am I going to say? It's a little bit nerve-wracking yes. to get up there and to... to just speak your mind you know you don't have a talk in front of you but um but that's really neat and and so yeah you're able to associate that feeling with yes with that and and like you said at the earlier time it was that he was there with you which is really neat yeah yes that's awesome so if we want to go from here with where things progressed at that point I know you know obviously eventually you were baptized and how did that look like uh, or how did that happen for you? Okay, so let's see. I had a lot of time to think and pray and study, which was 
good and bad. Like it gave me time mm. to really, to really iron things out in my head. But then at the same time, it got me so focused on that that sometimes I was, I think I was keeping myself back from moving forward because I, then I wanted another answer and another answer and another answer. Mm. And I think the reality of it is you aren't always going to have all of the answers. And yeah. I didn't let myself take a step back and remember um, that he's there with me and he's going to guide me and he's not going to let me go astray if, if I, what I'm wanting is truly his, the knowledge to follow him and, and return to live with him someday. So um, I think I resisted. For a little, I don't, not resisted. I drug my feet <laughs> okay. a little bit, um, yeah. and I would start asking real direct questions that really didn't necessarily need an answer. Um, mm. oh. So, like our neighbor friends, when we would have conversations with them, I would I would I would meet with the missionaries, and then I would go across the street to him, and I'd be like, "Okay, so tell me this," and I would go into more direct. And he, he one thing he did say to me was he said the scriptures are not in the Old Testament, New Testament, in chronological order. And I had never thought about that before. Because wow. one of my biggest hang-ups were I, I had grown up believing that the scriptures were closed, you know, that, the, that he had given us everything we needed in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And mm. if I were to infer anything from, from other sources, and that I would be adding to it. And I thought that was, like, such a huge sin yeah. you know, to add to anything that Jesus had already given us when he was here. And um, when he pointed out that they're not written in, or they're not compiled, I guess, in chronological order. And so I went back and I could study then like history and culture and that kind of stuff and see that it wasn't like these were books and they were, I guess my whole point was that I felt like I was, I was, dragging my feet because I needed more answers. Yeah. And until I could let that go and realize I didn't need all the answers, I just needed to have faith to move forward, then I was going to see that he was going to be there for me as I made those steps and that I would get, maybe get those answers after I showed that faith. Mm, Does that yes. make sense? Like you had to, which is what faith is, right? It's action, right. which is... It's hard because a lot of the time we want it to just be like, no, I just have faith. Yeah, I just have faith. I just have faith. <laughs> and that's all I need, you know. But I, I, um, we know that faith is action. Like, and and you want to be progressing forward in whatever avenue it might be, right? Um, in order for that faith to be, um, tested, I guess, or and then to have it confirmed, maybe what you're right. doing is right. It's a good way to put it. So yes, to have the confirmation. Once you've acted on that faith. Yes. So Well, and it makes me think of, like, you know, the Israelites when they were, when Moses part of the Red Sea, they had, they moved in, moved toward the water. Like they were making their steps, they had to get their feet wet, right? Before it was really right. even like <laughs> opened for them, uh, or at least that's a, a visual of it, right? Like that, it, that's kind of what it looks like to just move forward in faith, not knowing that everything's going to work out and be perfect and, you know, right. be just right in the end. But we move forward anyway, and then, yes, we can look back and see that God was there with us all along and that it, you know, and he opens the doors along the way. But sometimes it takes a lot of faith. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> to For make sure. those steps or, or to take them. So Yes. 
So I, I actually, I, I was baptized um, then. Maybe it was maybe about five months later. Okay. And, um, and I had all the support in the world from my husband and my kids. I had three older kids and two little kids. And um, all the support from them. I did get some pushback from my parents and my siblings mm. um, uh, that I carried a lot of stress in that because I have a very good relationship with my family and I certainly did not want this to be um, any kind of contention. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did go ahead and get baptized and honestly everything went smoothly. I, I actually had friends who were like, be prepared as it gets closer. Um, the adversary might throw in roadblocks and I actually didn't have a whole lot of that until the day. <laughs> oh, And then after, um, and there was just a lot of um, a lot of stress in that, um, but I felt I felt like there was no denying what I was learning, and I, like I said, as I was learning things, it was just confirming along the way the principles that that he he wanted me to know as I put them into action it was confirming that they were true and it was there was no way to learn the things that I had been learning and go back yeah it it, it only like I said it only expanded on what I had already knew to be true and so I felt like the more I want the more I learned the more he gave me and the more I learned the more he gave me yeah. and so then at that point I felt like I'm seeing things that they can't see until they want to know. Yes, I think there's a beautiful there's a beautiful scripture in the Book of Mormon that talks about that, and about um, and it's the prophet Nephi. He's talking about um, or he's preaching to the people, and he says, uh, um, he says, "For behold, thus saith the Lord God, I will give unto the children of men line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little." And blessed are those who hearken unto my precepts and lend an ear unto my counsel, for they shall learn wisdom, for unto him that receiveth, I will give more. And I think that that's the key part right there, is as we receive, then the Lord can give us more. That's when he's able to to build upon um, what we already know, like you're saying. And so I love the way it, it talks about that, because it's little by little. It's, right. it's, a, and it's a journey. Yeah. And then, yes. And then the desire for it and then receiving. And I think that you've also, you mentioned that too, um, or touched on this, uh, where there's, you know, where that's just a journey for everybody. Everybody's got an individual, um, aspect of that. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess there was the kickback a little bit and some of the struggles came after the fact from your baptism, but you, Move forward in faith, like we've yes. talked about. <laughs> and tell me maybe a story or two about uh, how the gospel of Jesus Christ has changed you for the better, or how you've seen it change your life for the better. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, I think that the gospel, like saying how I felt like something was missing when I was mm. younger, I feel like... The gospel of Jesus Christ has made me feel complete, has made me feel whole. And like um, there's a purpose, there's a plan, there's um, and there's somebody by your side 
through that whole purpose and that whole plan. And like when I was younger, I would be driving down the road and I would see all these people driving around and it would kind of hit me a little bit. And I would think all these people are going in different places. They're going somewhere, they're going to work or school. They've got things going on in their lives and it has nothing to do with where I'm going. And it mm-hmm. just seemed kind of chaotic and random. And yeah. it was to me, that was a, a little bit of an overwhelming thought because I thought, ah, we're all here all at the same time. And there's just this random, chaotic group of people doing <laughs> their yeah. own thing that have nothing to do with each other. And um, I didn't like that feeling. It didn't make a whole <laughs> lot of sense in my brain. And um, to put it simply, the gospel to me brings all that together. Yes, we're all on our own path and our own journey and doing our own things, but the end goal is the same. And if if we want to be a part of that journey, um, it's there to, mm-hmm. we're going to have, we're all going to be going to different, different work and school and have different um, experiences that happen along the way. But having that gospel teaches us, it gives us instruction and example and shows us why we're here and where we're where we that if when we return to live with him if that's our ultimate goal yeah. in the end it makes sense of everything that happens between now and then yeah and just kind of puts that's it all beautiful. into perspective and and I like that it I like the idea that it just brings us all back to yeah we're all here at the same time for the same purpose even mm-hmm. if we're going in different different directions and have different experiences along the way it's with the same purpose and it just gives you a little feeling of unity and love for all the people around you living their life yeah yeah and we're all um individuals trying to figure it out as we go along but we're also all children of god absolutely (laughs) we're all yeah that that unity that that binds us together yes yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and we're all, if we're if you think of it as us all being on the same path, the same end goal, yeah. and we're all just, just in different places, then there's some people in your life around you that can benefit from your experience or that you can then be benefiting from somebody else's experience yeah. because we're all on a different part of that same path. And so there's things that we can share or learn from yeah. all the people around That's us. That's really neat. So. That's awesome. And I guess, is there anything else you wanted to share? Um, so, yeah, when I was first early in the church, they, we were sitting in sacrament and they were started singing a song. And I didn't know, I didn't know it, so I'm just following along and singing. And it's called, Oh My Father. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm singing along the words, and it's a beautiful song. And, and I can feel the buildup because it's talking about it's, it's questions of, is this what it was like before I was born? Is this what it was like in heaven mm-hmm. before I came here? And, um, and that's just a beautiful thought in itself. But then it gets to a line where it said, um, and oft times, no, sometime, oh, I think what the words are. Yeah, yet yes. oft times. Yet oft times, a secret. a secret something whispers your a stranger here and that hit me so hard and I thought that is exactly how I've been feeling even going off that story about people driving in different directions and doing different things like we are kind of strangers here um, 
that we did come from an exalted sphere and that there was a life before where we gained a testimony of being a child of God and having heavenly parents and coming here for a bigger purpose and to do the hard work to to live with him again someday. And um, that just struck me. I, I couldn't contain myself and I was crying and it kind of put into words how I'd always felt. Hmm. I didn't know how to put it into words before. And for me, it, it summed it up perfectly that... Um, that we did, we did come from an exalted sphere and that we are strangers here and that we're just on this journey back home. Yeah. You know? So that's so neat. Yeah. yeah. And such a, such a beautiful doctrine to have a better understanding of. It does help things just make sense. It does. It does. And, and again, reminds us that all of us as children of God, we're all children of God and we all have that experience and and are learning that along the way. I was sitting, so I went in for my endowments, and um, I was still super nervous about that. It was very unfamiliar. <laughs> I wasn't sure what all that entailed. And, right, and I'll pause you for yes, just one second. Yes. That the endowment is, um, when I, it's, there's a good, um, I guess you could call it an article, but just information on the church website that talks about what these all are, but an endow- the word endowment means get a gift. Mm-hmm. And so in this context, the temple endowment is a gift of sacred blessings from God to each one of us. And, and so it's something that is an ordinance that you do within the temple, and it leads to the greatest blessings offered through the atonement of Jesus Christ. So I love that description of it and that... Um, you know, those those ordinances are, that we do, those ones that we do in the temple, they help us focus on the Savior, His role in our Heavenly Father's plan, and our commitment to follow Him. So, just kind of to clarify what that means a little bit, um, and it's something that each one of us can do when you're about age 18 or up, you know, because it's something their eternal um, commitments, promises, covenants that we make to God and He makes to us. Um, and that we do the, those in the temple. That, so this was your experience yes. of going to do that. And yes, it's a, it's definitely a, uh, an, an experience that you don't quite know how to be completely prepared for. Um, but, but I think there's a lot more preparation out there now and information that helps us prepare to, to go. But yeah, it's yes. a little bit of an unknown. It's a little, <laughs> little bit of an unknown, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and again, I had faith that I was moving in the right direction, um, yeah. but it was just, it was a, a new experience yes. for me. Yes. And so the unfamiliar familiar part of a new experience was, yeah. and I probably carry a little bit of <laughs> anxiousness anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so I had gone in for that and I remember we, they hadn't even started yet. We just sat down and I'm sitting next to my same neighbor friend and I just... We got that heart pounding in my chest again, but I just started crying, just not crying, but the tears were just flowing and flowing. I couldn't get them to stop. And my neighbor looks at me and she said, are you okay? And I said, Heavenly Father is so happy right now. And I could feel it. Like I could feel his, his happiness. His, I could feel his joy in the love he had he was the joy he had in 
the covenant I was about to make. Yeah. Like seeing your child take a next step, kind of feeling, I felt that. I felt that. And I have felt it um, all along the way. And he's, it was overwhelming to me. And I, I never forgot that because I thought that was confirmation. I don't get huge revelations um you know, day in and day out when I ask for some inspiration, it's not always like, this is what you need to do. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times for me, it's it's just emotion and and um, like like someone's proud of you and they're mm-hmm. happy and joyful. And, and, you know, I have a son who's about to graduate college and my heart is just swelling with how proud I am of him and yeah. how excited I am for for the next step. And I know it's a little uncertain and, you know, I can, all these emotions that go as a mom for your child taking the next big step. And I feel that from him all the time. Um, but that was one of the biggest, biggest ones. Yeah. And I never forgot it. At the same time, um, we were walking to another room and above the door, not even a door we were going into, I don't think. It was inscribed above there, and it said, um, the pure in heart, the pure in heart shall see God. Mm -hmm. And that that stuck out to me. And um, I thought that that goes back to a desire and being humble enough and wanting to know. And if you can humble yourself and open up your heart to gain more knowledge, to learn and be willing to learn more, more he'll give it to you you'll you'll eventually you'll see God in all the things um and then eventually be with him again yeah oh that's so neat such such a beautiful experience so to sort of wrap it up a little bit um and this has been delightful thank you so (laughs) maybe if you can share a little bit about how um your relationship with the savior has changed over time and what he what he means to you so he's he's everything to me. He's the center of everything. I I truly believe that if I make the savior my number one focus and um he's then he's there as my example in all the things that I do in the way I behave and the way I interact and and in decision making and um, things like that, and if I've got him at that focal point, then everything that trickles down from there is going to benefit from that. My marriage will be stronger, my relationship with my children and my friends and my family will be stronger, um, my responsibilities will be more, um, will be happier, you know, as I do the work. It's work here. It's work um yeah to live on this earth and to do all the things that we need to do. It's it's work, but it can be great work and it can be joyful work and it cannot get us, it doesn't necessarily have to get us down, especially if we can use him as an example and learn from the way he carried himself and and know that he is always with us. He's promised that and um, and I believe it because I know he's shown me over and over again that even in the hardest times, especially in the hardest times. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's right there with me and he's going to it's it's going to be okay. Um but our you know, we get we get wrapped up in in working with our kids or in our callings or our jobs or 
um, the rat race of sports and school and all that kind of stuff. And if we can just make sure every day, just remind ourselves, it's a new day and he has got to be that focal point. All that stuff trickling down from there is just going to be happier. And it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be great, but it can be, you can learn more from it. You can grow more from it and you can get more peace through it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh-huh. If we put him first, then the other things in our lives will, will work out. They'll be fine. We'll in, and they won't overwhelm or stress us out. That's, right. As you're saying. That's a great way to put it. They won't overwhelm. Because um, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Life can be overwhelming. Yes. But it won't feel as overwhelming when you know you've, I mean, who better to have by your side? <laughs> exactly. That's so, so wonderful. Yeah. Well, this is, like I said, it's been just a wonderful oh, <laughs> conversation. <you. laughs> and thank you so much for, again, for being here. Yes, being thank willing. you. Is there anything else you would like to say to wrap things up? Uh, maybe something that you thought, oh, I want to say this or touch on this. Um, no, I, well, I just appreciate this so much. As much nerves goes into, (laughs) I I have going into things like this. Um, I really do have a strong testimony of bearing your testimony. I think Mm. at the same time, it strengthens you and it strengthens others around you. And you don't have any idea where they are in their journey. Mm -hmm. And, um, you might think that your story is not super impactful, but everyone's um, everyone's got something that somebody can relate to, yeah. No matter what, and and I do believe that, and I and I do think that it's a gift to the people who hear it, mm-hmm. um, even if it's something small. Is it helps bring them just a little bit closer to the Savior, then it's it's done a good thing, and yeah. and equally at the same time it keeps strengthening you. To vocalize it and to yeah. share it with others and to not let your fear stop you. Yes. <laughs> it took faith, right? To it took faith. Right. It. <laughs> but you acted and you did. That's right. Right. So that's, thank you. That is so, I love that. No, that's such a good um, reminder for all of us and that we're all here to bless each other. That's yes. what God... Walk each other home. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, thanks again, Kristen. I appreciate thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank our guest again for being here today. I pray that as you listened, the Spirit whispered to you the specific actions you can take as you move forward in your daily life. I know Christ is there and that following those promptings will bring you closer to Him and to lasting and elevated change. May God be with you in your journey. To find out more, visit us at lsistudios.com and to learn more about The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, visit comeuntochrist.org or reach out to us.